People like to have fun during the holidays. You know what's not fun? Returning an ugly sweater. Don't give anyone an ugly sweater this year. Give choice gift cards from giftcards.com instead, and they can pick their own sweater from some of their favorite brands. It's genius. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We're brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse, and our great friend Brian Conboy at Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Get with Brian today. See him on LinkedIn. Go get him on Facebook or visit advisors.massmutual.com. That's advisors.massmutual.com. Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. A big tip of the cap thank you as well to the Vinsegura Consulting Group and the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform as well as Prestwick Golf. How about it? Anthony Kastrovitz, MLB.com, contributor, MLB Network correspondent, covers Major League Baseball, at Kastrovitz on Twitter. And make sure that you go buy his book online where books are sold and in bookstores near you. It's a fan's guide to baseball analytics. It's very fair. Whether you love or hate analytics, it's a fair look at it. I've read it. It's terrific. Anthony Castrovince, welcome aboard again here, buddy. And uh, we're getting close to the finish line for the regular season and certainly uh, induction day here uh, tomorrow in Cooperstown. Plenty to talk about. I'm doing well, Mike. Busy times for uh, for you as well, heading off to Cooperstown, huh? Yeah, I can't wait for that, the induction as we record this tomorrow. And for sure, looking forward to it. And I wanted to start there with you, uh, the class, obviously, Marvin Miller, we know, self-explanatory, creating free agency. Ted Simmons, uh, you know, you and I didn't probably get a chance to play, I, I, uh, to see him play, I would say, uh, in his prime. Um, but uh, but the, the two big guys, of course, are, are Larry Walker and the, and the really big guy is Derek Jeter. Uh, hit, me, hit me with something on Walker that you remember from his career that stands out. And then the Derek Jeter thing, I almost feel like he had a perfect baseball career. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Derek Jeter did have the perfect baseball career in the perfect place. Um, so, you know, much has been said over the years about um, while he was a great player, maybe things did get uh, aggrandized a bit just to playing in that market. But that's kind of the point. I mean, that's that's a, that's a heck of a market to have a heck of a career and all the pressure that comes with playing there. And the sheer what always amazes me when I look at Derek Jeter's numbers um, is not even so much the performance, but. The sheer number of games played in October, he played a legit season in October, um, which you know most players just don't get that opportunity. And uh, to play 158 games in the postseason and have an 838 OPS, I think that says a lot. You know, it's always debated in baseball and sports in general: is there such a thing as collection, you know, or is it just that you know you give a player, a great player, enough opportunities on the postseason stage and his talent will shine through? Maybe there's some truth to that, but. But again, playing on that stage that frequently in that market and, and to have the numbers he has just in the postseason is always something that stands out to me about Derek Jeter. As far as Larry Walker is concerned, um, you know, I, I think this is way overdue, uh, you know, him, him getting his time uh, on that stage. It's, and obviously COVID only prolonged it, um, but, you know, he, he had to grind it out on the ballot for many years. Um, but, you know, there's a guy who, yes, he played in Coors Field. We all know that. But he put up good numbers everywhere.
everything. Um, and so I think his defensive value is, is maybe been, uh, difficult to peg we know he has the seven gold gloves but but that's something that you know maybe doesn't show up as as much in the numbers but um you know just just a great hitter and uh and a great personality as well um you know you asked me what's what i remember most it's, it's funny but what i remember most about larry walker was the all-star game where uh <laughs> you know, he goes over yeah. uh to the right-handed batter's box uh facing randy johnson like that that one's always vivid in my memory um so it, it said a lot about his personality and the fun he had. Uh, says a lot about Randy Johnson as well. Yeah, you know, you bring up Jeter in the postseason, and and I know, I know that there are fans out there who will never come over to the side of Derek Jeter. Actually, is 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 not overrated, folks. He's he's a he's a first ballot Hall of Famer who's six all time in hits. Look at the plays. Look at Mister November. Look at the flip. Look at the clutch plays. And in the postseason, so many baseball fans though fail to understand that in the playoffs, it's so much harder. You're facing better teams, better bullpens, teams that won all year in most cases, great starting pitching, elite aces. You're facing all of that. And Jeter hit 308 with 20 homers, with 61 RBI, with 200 hits on the nose, with the OPS you mentioned. Anthony, he literally didn't come off ever in the playoffs from his 310 regular season average in in, in the postseason. And, And you know, look again. Like I said, I, I know that there's going to be the people who, who who never come off of the oh, geez, he's overrated. New York, the payroll, everything. He had everything handed to him. He had a great lineup. He had he had Tory. He had all of it. Yeah, well, he did have all that, but he had to deal with New York. He had to deal with the pressure. He came right in and won right away. He won Rookie of the Year. He's captain of the team. He's the face of baseball in a lot of cases. Do you think the fans, anti-Yankee people, whether they're Red Sox fans, Jay fans, Braves fans, Dodger fans, whoever, do you think that that pack of people who believes Jeter's overrated, do you think they'll ever come around? And you know what? There's some media people, too. Do you think they'll ever come over and say, you know what? It's over. It's done. This guy is really, truly an icon. Uh, I think moments like this uh, give people that opportunity, you know, because you do, you are removed from it. You're, you're removed from the heat of battle and, and you know, six years gone now from his career ending. Um, you know, I, I don't know anybody who would argue this guy's not a hall of famer, you know? So, and then, and then it's just a matter of, uh, you know, semantics at that point, <laughs> underrated, overrated hall. You know, we, 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 at the time of, uh, the election announcements, we make so much about the percentages. Um, and, and Jeter did pretty well there at 99.7 should have been a hundred percent, but that's, that's okay. Um, you know, that, but that's all semantics. A Hall of Famer is a Hall of Famer, and and this is an inner circle Hall of Famer at that. I think most people would have to agree with that. And and again, maybe time, you know, you get step away from from the rivalry aspect of Boston fans or, or just people who are sick of hearing about the guy. Um, you know, now you you hear about him more in an ownership sense, and and he owns the underdog Marlins, so maybe that that casts a, bit, uh, <laughs> a sheen on Derek Jeter now. Uh, that we can appreciate his playing career all the more when he was the top dog. All right, let's hit some quick things in in MLB uh, as we near the finish line of the regular season, then I'll let you go. Again, Anthony Castrovince here, MLB.com, MLB Network. Get him on Twitter, at Castrovince. Let's start out in the NL West, actually. Uh, Giant, I tell you, you know, I know Shohei Otani is, you know, number one storyline for everybody. I, I got the Giants at, like, 1A here this year. I mean, this is a, what a year, man. 38 games over 500. Who you got in the West, Giants or Dodgers? And that was a hell of a series for San Fran against their rivals recently, Anthony. 
that was a great series. And, and, you know, I'm not in any way, uh, putting down the giants. Um, you know, we have them number one in our power, power rankings off of that series. It's kind of hard not to, they won the season series. They won the weekend series and, and you're right. They, they do keep grinding it out. Um, they're creative with their pitching usage right now. They're creative by necessity because they're a little banged up on the pitching front, but they're kind of going about it in a raise Tampa Bay raise like way uh, of just mixing and matching and making it work. Um, you know, I, I still think the Dodgers are going to win the division. I, I believe in 162, you know, talent shines through. And I think the Dodgers just have more talent and, and what they added the trade deadline. You know, Max Scherzer has been great for them. And um, it's a shame these two don't see each other down the stretch. But, um, you know, they both have tough schedules. But I, I just think the Dodgers are probably going to pull it out. But that's no knock on the Giants because to be here is, is certainly above people's expectations. And they'll be a really interesting postseason team no matter how they get there, be it a wild card or a division winner. Because, um, they, again, they've been good about mixing and matching their pitching. They've been really good about utilizing their bench, um, which could play up in the postseason, um, and, and just balancing workloads. Uh, you know, Buster Posey, the, the great season he's had is, is a result of playing two out of every three days. You know, they've really managed his workload well, and they've done that for other guys as well. So um, they've had some unexpected contributions. They've had some, uh, you know, veteran players that, that have really turned back the clock for them. And Brandon Crawford's had an incredible season for them uh, with, with more power than we've ever seen from him. So they're, they're a really interesting and fun team. Um, I, I do think the Dodgers are the better team. I, I think most people would say the Dodgers probably have the better chance of winning the World Series, but... That doesn't necessarily mean they win the division. You know, I, 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 the NL East is just, I mean, it's brutal. But the Braves have really come back here. They've had a lot of injuries, man. Soroka and Okuda Jr. Who wins that division? Do you have them, the Phillies, the Mets? They're making a late charge here. They're finally at 500. Met fans would yeah. tell you that, that, you know, the way they act, you'd think that they're, you know, 30 games over 500. But um, who wins that division, Anthony? Well, you know, I picked the Braves going into the season, and I might as well stick with them. But it's certainly not the way I expected or anybody expected themselves included. You know, I don't expect them to lose Ronald Acuna just before the All-Star break and and then take over first place. Yeah. I mean, they, they played better without Acuna than with them. And I give Alex Anthopoulos a lot of credit for really, you know, taking that moment. And if you remember, they lost Acuna, and within a couple of days, they added Jack Peterson. So he really yeah. changed and not that Jack Peterson is Ronald Cunha, but just within that clubhouse, he changed the conversation from, oh, boy, you know, the wheels are coming off to, oh, no, the management still believes in us. You know, let's let's go out and try to win this thing. So I thought that was really interesting and really important. And then they played great, you know, from that point on. And then of, of late, they've run into some trouble. And the Phillies have gotten hot. The, the Mets had this. Maybe it was a galvanizing moment with the, the thumbs down to the fan base and all the chaos uh, surrounding the Mets. Uh, they've played much better since then. Um, so I don't know, man. Your, your guess is good. <laughs> that, that division has been just not the way anybody drew it up. We all thought that was going to be the best division race in baseball. And maybe it is the best division race in baseball, but it's, it's the best by being the worst. Uh, and, and by having this cluster of teams at the top, who none of them have played to their expectations. But ultimately, I'll take the Braves. I, I, I feel like they'll pull it out. But, you know, I, I don't know, man. You can't take anything for granted in the, in the NL East this season. How dangerous are the Brewers? I think they're really dangerous. You know, um, well, first of all, you know, since Willie Adamas joined that team, they have the best record in baseball. Now, Willie Adamas uh, he, he injured his quad uh, over the weekend, so that's that's certainly something to watch. He's become so important for them, and it's just this crazy storyline in baseball this season where 
yeah, the Rays are the best team in the American League. They traded their starting shortstop to a team that then became the best team in baseball since that moment. Um, and everybody's kind of happy with it because the Rays improved their bullpen, and then they, they call up Wander Franco, who's been so unbelievable. Yeah, he's pretty good, huh? Oh, my yeah, God. So, and then Willie Adamas just carries the brew crew, yeah. so just a really a, a fun deal. Um, but, yeah, obviously they got to get Adamas healthy by October, and hopefully they will. Um, so that that's a big X factor there. But um, they're pitching, man. It's just it's mm. so hard to match up with in a, in a short series. Now, I guess another X factor is just how that pitching holds up, you know, Corbin Burns getting into new innings territory and that sort of thing. But, you know, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Woodruff Freddie Peralta, you get the back end of the bullpen, Devin Williams, Josh Hader, um, and, and they got a bunch of arms back there uh, that they can match up so well. And, and then Craig Council, he's just sorely underrated. Um, he's probably an underrated player in his day, and he's certainly an underrated manager uh, as well. He's, he's really ahead of the game and um, and manages the game so well, manages the bullpen so well. That's been a real constant for them in, in the last several seasons. So, yeah, they'll be a tough team to to uh, stare down in October. AL MVP, NL MVP, the Cy Youngs. I mean, in in all those categories, nobody's really way out front and center. Nobody's doing the secretariat thing and it's, you know blowing people away. Who who do you have right now in the driver's seat for those awards, Anthony? Well, the only one I would disagree with you there is, is AL MVP, because I'd be shocked to show you. Shohei? Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, I, I obviously, um, you know, Vlad Guerrero Jr. had an incredible season for the Blue Jays, and they're playing well down the stretch, and that matters. Um, in a truly uh, traditional season, Vlad Guerrero would probably be your MVP, but, I mean, what Otani has done is you can't talk about it enough. It's, it's just absolutely insane to be the best pitcher on your team. And he'll be sitting uh, home for the playoffs. Yeah, of course, of course. He of course. For the Angels, yep. you know, you'll have that. But, I mean, here's the numbers, Mike. So he's he's made 20 starts. He's been 50% better than league average <laughs> uh, as a starter. And that, right there, that's a really good season. That's Now, if he had more innings, you, you think about him maybe in the Cy Young realm. He sure. doesn't really have enough innings for that. But still, 20 starts is, is no small sample. Uh, and then as a hitter, 57% better than league average. He's going to lead the majors in home runs. Uh, he's stolen north of 20 bags. He's driven in more than 90 runs. He's hit 25 doubles. I mean, it's just, this is an absolutely absurd season. And honestly, the Angels have no business having the record they do. They barely had Mike Trout this season. Uh, they barely had Anthony Rendon this season. Uh, their pitching is terrible. Um, so Shohei Otani has, you know, even if you value the standings uh, in the MVP discussion, you, you kind of have to look at it from that perspective. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be from a playoff team. And uh, you know they their record is what it is. You know they're they're hovering around five hundred because of Shohei Otani. So I, I think he's going to run away with that. Um, but yeah, the other awards are are kind of tricky. Um, you know, Cy Young Award has been kind of a moving target. I think Garrett Cole might be cementing his case there, but a lot can happen in the last few weeks. Um, you know, Lance Lynn was kind of in that mix. He he got hurt, and, um, so that's in the the NL Cy Young race. Jacob DeGrom's injury obviously changed that a great deal. Um, you got a bunch of names in that mix. You know, Zach Wheeler, Walker Bueller, I mentioned Burns and Woodruff. I mean, um, that, that one's going to come right down to the wire. I think the Rookie of the Year race in the American League will come right down to the wire as well. Uh, National League, Jonathan India, the Reds, probably has the best, you know, the best clear-cut uh, Rookie of the Year case. But, um, but it's fun when, you know, these last few weeks matter not just for the teams and the standings, but for the award races as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. Did the Yankees make the playoffs? 
I think so. Yeah, I mean, they've obviously hit a rut here after the after the big win streak, but um, uh, you know, it it it's probably going to be Yankees, Red Sox, but man, the Mariners won't go away. Blue Jays the won't A's, go away. Yeah, the Blue Jays won't go away. The A's probably have another run in them, despite how poorly they played in the last couple of weeks. But um, yeah, I mean, the Yankees. That's another one where. I guess you just bet on talent ultimately. And we've kind of been saying that all year. And sometimes it look really dumb saying that because sometimes their talent is not played very well. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think they'll, they'll piece some things together. Corey Kluber's a big X factor in that race in a wild card race. Uh, pretty much hand the division titles to the Rays at this point, but that wild card race is pretty fun. And I don't know, Mike, I got to kind of root for the Mariners. Uh, I don't think it'll happen, but, Man, that, that's a fun story if it does happen. They have the longest postseason drought in the game. They have no business being in playoff position <laughs> or, or vying for playoff position. Yeah. Uh, they traded their closer at the deadline to their division rivals. Um, but here they are, uh, still mathematically alive. That's kind of fun. Yeah, and by the way, Tom Murphy, I, I, I wish them well because Tom Murphy, uh, the catcher for the Mariners, he does a lot of platooning, obviously, and sharing time. Yeah. but. Uh, he's from my high school. He went to my high school oh, nice. several years after me, though. So, you know, he, he's, uh, <laughs> he, a he, he, he's a young buck for sure. Let's end it on this. State of the Union in the American League. Where are we at? Do you trust the Astros? Do you buy stock into the White Sox? Who's the number one contender? I got to tell you what, man. I don't know how the hell the Rays keep doing it. But right now, I don't know. Who, they just win every game. They figure out every which way to to, to win. Snell's gone, Morton's gone, no problem. The bullpen, they trade Castillo. You mentioned the shortstop situation. Tampa Bay is lights out. How do you power rank it? Who do you pick? Who's the favorite? Who you know? Who do you buy stock in? Take me across the AL as we get to the finish line here in 2021. Yeah, it's it, it feels somewhat, uh, you know, anything can happen kind of a feel to it. I mean, in the National League, you have the, the, the powerhouse Dodgers, the Giants have played great, uh, even the Padres, if they get in, are so loaded. But um, the American League is, is kind of a hodgepodge because it just because of the, the way the Rays go about it, I'm sure there'll be some skepticism about them making another run to the World Series like they did last year. Last year was so unusual. It played right in the Rays' favor, having the shortened schedule. Um, and then, you know, their arms were fresh enough uh, in October that, you know, they, they were able to handle anything that came their way, really, until the Dodgers got involved. Um, this year's different. You know, so are they going to still be able to mix and match uh, the way they have all season? I would challenge anybody, including me, to name the Rays rotation right now. You know, <laughs> in light of losing Tyler Glass now and just trading Rich Hill, it's, it, it looks a lot different. Uh, they lost Charlie Martin in free agency. They lost Blake Snell. So it's really untested in October. And, and so while they are a juggernaut in the regular season, they might not necessarily be one in October. Mm. Um, the White Sox are really banged up right now. I mentioned Lynn, Giolito, oh. uh, Tim Anderson's banged up down the stretch. So, you know, that's a challenge for them. I do think they have a great opportunity, though, um, if, if they can get healthier. Uh, but before now and then, they obviously have all the time in the world. Uh, they, don't, they have a division race to worry about. Um, and the Astros, you know, they got a lot of playoff pedigree. They have a younger pitching staff uh, they've had in past years. But, you know, we saw last year where they got into October and all of a sudden just turned it on and almost made it back to the World Series again. So, um, so yeah, I, I really don't know the answer to that question. I, I probably would have said the White Sox a couple of weeks ago. Again, the injury trouble kind of concerns me a little bit. But, um, you know, they, they were probably the more conventional candidate to go deep just because of uh, – 
the way that rotation could set up if healthy, but it has to be healthy. All right, Anthony Castrovince, make sure you go check out his work at MLB.com. Included in that great profile of his work is the Todd Blylevin story. It's amazing stuff. Uh, the life changed after a Las Vegas shooting. It's a must-read. Go read that and all of his other content and catch him on MLB Network as well and go buy the book online where books are sold, A Fan's Guide to Baseball Analytics. Anthony Castrovince at Castrovince on Twitter. Anthony, thank you as always. Always love chatting with you and uh, uh, continued success your way. Enjoy the rest of the year. Likewise, Mike. Appreciate that, man. Thanks for having me on. Mike, it's always good to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. No doubt, man. Love having you. Tomorrow is induction day, finally, for the class of 2020. Derek Jeter included in that. Uh, what do you remember most about his career? Uh, there's so many moments, so many unbelievable uh, uh, accomplishments, but is there something that stands out when you were covering him in New York City? Yeah, I, I think you touched on I think it's just the enormity of how many moments he was able to put together. I mean, you know, you, you want to argue for one, and then all of a sudden you think of four more. Um, and I think that really kind of speaks to, you know, why he's a Hall of Famer is because he was able to maintain that level for so long. Um, I, I know once you wander a little farther away from New York, uh, people start to question if if Jeter was as good as he was or if he was a product of New York City. But, I mean, all you got to do is look at the numbers, look at all those hits, look at all those you know, incredible moments that led to, uh, to world championships for the Yankees. And uh, if he's not a Hall of Famer, I'm not sure who is. Yeah, no doubt. Yankees, Mets, do they make the playoffs? I think the Yankees squeeze in. I think it'll be an interesting one-game survival test. Um, the Mets have just got—I I just, I just think the Mets have, have shot themselves too many holes in their feet the last couple of uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, uh, Monday being the, the the most recent killer, um, but uh, you know they, they they do have a way to to to, to, to kind of make uh, their fans squirm. So I do think they'll probably stay. Around the conversation till the end, but uh, I think the Mets will fall short. The Yankees will get into the one game playoff and then then take their chances. Yeah, well, I've said it all along. I I just I don't buy into this team. They they I got <laughs> they got back in. It was a thirteen game win streak. Nice, great. You know, Rizzo, Gallo, Yay. Uh, I give them credit for getting back, but again, the same issues are happening. They. Stop hitting when it matters. The starting pitching is taxed. The bullpen starts to get taxed because of the aforementioned starting pitching. And the injuries are starting to come back through again as well. And the Rays keep winning and showing how to continue this train of, of, of Rays baseball, you know, with $150 million less to play with. It's just, you know, I, they still have the same problems in the same holes. So they're either going to get in, lose a wild card game, get in, win the wild card game, and lose. Uh, in the ALDS to whoever, or they're just not going to make the playoffs. Those are the three scenarios for me. I just don't see them getting past the ALDS. Yeah, I, I don't think they're. I don't think they're a championship team. You look across baseball and you look at the at the at, at the teams that are really legitimate contenders. Uh, the Yankees at this point don't look that way. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, if, if if you're a Yankee fan, I guess that's you know you have to hope that uh, you capture like lightning in a bottle. And if uh, you know, it's the old. The old uh, saying of the lottery, you got to be in it to win it. And if you're in it, you know, you throw Gary Cole in, 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 the, uh, in the playoff game, and then, you know, you take your chances from there. But uh, that's not necessarily what the Yankees want. They don't want to be a team that's taking their chances of getting in the playoffs. That's, that's, that's a kind of a, a different perspective for, for a good Yankees team, especially a team. Look, I mean, if you rewind it to, to, to April, I mean, this wasn't a team that was going to be a bunch of overachievers. I mean, they were expected to win 
the East. They were good enough to win the East. Sure. And uh, just that, 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 that just hasn't happened the way uh, the season has progressed. Over to football. Uh, Giants, Jets, what are your expectations for these two? Well, I think the Jets could be a lot more improved than the Giants, and the Giants could wind up with a better season. <laughs> just because a more successful season, only because the, the two divisions the teams play in, I mean, the you know, the Jets play in the stacked division, and they could be, you know, 75% better and still finish in fourth place, I think. Um, just because, you know, you have probably the best team in, in the conference and in, in the Bills, I think, anyway. Uh, you, you know, the Dolphins who are, you know, improving, and we're always and we're starting at a higher plane than the Jets were, and the Patriots are the Patriots. So, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, in, in, the, in the NFC East, I mean, I suppose that if everything goes well for the Cowboys, they're probably the, the the favorites. I mean, I suppose maybe the, the the Washington football team could be because they won it last year and they have some Fitz magic going this year. But look, I mean, I think that that, that that's still a division they could probably win with with eight or nine wins. I mean, until I'm proven wrong, uh, that that's what I'm going to believe. And uh, you know, are the Giants good enough to get there? Probably not. But you know, I mean, they came awfully close last year and. Uh, um, you know, they, 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 they were kind of the reminder. As much we, you know, we love to talk about the how long a baseball season is. A football season can be pretty long too, <laughs> as the Giants as the Giants proved last year. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, Bonnie's man, we're we're close. I know you're pumped. Uh, God, this roster—they're loaded. It's almost scary. I, I'm almost terrified because of the expectations and the hype. It's amazing. The Bonnies and the Bills, I feel the same way about them, but I'm still pumped up because I think they're both really, really good teams. Uh, but anything can happen in sports, we know that, and you hit the reset button. Give me kind of your state of the union on this club. Do you think they can handle the hype? Uh, you know, can they can they win a tournament game? You know, how 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 good can it get for 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 SBU here, man? It's going to be fun. Well, I mean, you know, you're talking about a, a team that that went through it all a lot together last year. They're all, I mean, the core is all back, and they've gotten better. They've added, you know, other pieces. I think if there was one problem with the team last year is that they probably relied too much on that core five all game. I mean, yep. if, if you can get those, 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 those guys to play 30 minutes a game as opposed to 38 minutes a game, and with, without much of a drop-off, I think that's, you know, going to be enormous. Um, you know, and, and they're so experienced. I mean, it feels like, you know, Lofton and Oshun have played 200 games for the team. Um, that's a lot of experience, and, and, and they're not going to be they're not going to be intimidated by a lot. Um, you know, you, you, you can never tell. I mean, gosh, you know, sports just the, 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 the moment you feel comfortable is when something something goes sideways. But uh, um, look, if they if, if, if they can kind of replicate the season they had last year, which is to say, they weren't perfect, but they were awfully good. You know, they got you know they did they were playing their best best basketball at the end, except for the. LSU game, and if they get a, if they get the right draw, look, I think they could have won a game last year if they would have got a better draw. But um, LSU was just a, was just was a difficult, difficult matchup for them, um, and, and and it showed. Um, but uh, yeah, God, they missed so many shots in that game, yeah. though, right? And, and, and that's the thing is, oh. like, you know, is it, it was it, it was so uncharacteristic, because, especially because the you know the three games they played previous to that in the Atlantic Ten tournament, they were just so on point. Mm-hmm. Against good teams, you know, against you know, against St. Louis, against Virginia Commonwealth, you know, even Duquesne, you know, is, is a team that knows how to how to play you tough, and uh, um, you know, it was just uh, that, that's what was shocking is that uh, is that uh, they just they, they they were playing so well, and then 
it did seem like a little bit of the bright lights. But also, you know, look, I mean, LSU was just a bad, it's a bad matchup for them. They were an athletic team. They were a tall team. Uh, you know, the, 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 the one thing that bodies have against Atlantic 10 teams is you got to shoot at the back end of everything. And uh, Oshun, you know, while he had a good game, he was, you know, not, he wasn't exactly the most special guy in that game because it was LSU, it was the SEC. Um, you know, and, 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 and that's all. That's all just uh, part of the luck of the draw. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I'm super excited for the year, though. It should be a lot of fun. I'm with you on LSU. It's just NBA guys and length and all that sort of thing. But, man, I wonder if the Bonnies could have just hit a couple of those shots, you know, not to get in a hole that, that they were in, that big hole. Maybe it could have turned out differently, but this season's going to be incredible. Uh, Mike Vaccaro, one of the best in the business, at Mike Vac on Twitter. Go follow him at Mike VACC, the New York Post sports writer, doing his thing. And you can check him out at nypost.com. And in that collection of content, please go read the Derek Jeter article. It's incredible. One career, one team, one path to Cooperstown by Mike Vaccaro at nypost.com. Mike, thanks, bud. Hey, thanks, Mike. Great talking to you as always. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse. Great locations, Oswego Street in Liverpool and James Street in the city. Go ahead and visit bryantstratton.edu today. Two- and four-year degrees are always available, and classes are starting soon at Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse, the official college of the ML Sports Platter. Great time to be a Bobcat. Can't wait for the hoop season coming up. Soccer's underway and multiple other sports as well. Athletics, academics, and excellence all happening at Bryant and Stratton College. Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse, the official college of the ML Sports Platter. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Brewerton Ace Hardware, Ken's Auto Detailing, your official golf course of the ML Sports Platter, Camillus Golf Club, and our good friends at Stanley Law Offices, the title sponsor of the program. Go visit them online at stanleylawoffices.com. That's stanleylawoffices.com. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. Stanley Law Offices online at stanleylawoffices.com. They'll work to get you the maximum award at Stanley Law Offices. Thanks again to Anthony Castrovince and... Our good pal Mike Vaccaro from the New York Post. I'm Mike Lindsley. This is the ML Sports Platter. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. If you could put all the wonders of the world into one place, you'd end up with something very much like Key Largo. Key Largo is not only the gateway to the Keys, 
It's the launching point for the untamed Florida Everglades. In fact, from snorkeling our living coral reef to fly fishing the Everglades backcountry, Key Largo offers the best of both worlds. For more about Key Largo and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash keylargo. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.